Hi everyone, this is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is a very special episode dedicated to our Patronus, Anne. Thank Anne. you, Anne. We love you, Is it you, Anne with an E? No. Oh, How dare okay. you? Excuse me. Anne is fine by itself. The E is redundant. You're thinking of Anne Green Gables, aren't you? Yeah. Anne with an E is just, it's, it's a bit much. I like just, <laughs> I like the simple Anne. Way to backpedal there. You're welcome. I'm really good at that. Did you hear uh, that? That was yeah. fun. Anne lives in Texas. Don't know how she's still alive. Um, she's been married to her high school sweetheart for 35 years. Aww. I know. And th- her family has a store that sells clothing and accessories to first responders and self-defense items. So they have handcuffs, pepper spray. They have the badge holder on the chain. They sell the badge holder. Why is that cat going nuts? Don't know. Sorry. Keep going. The badge holder on the chain is unbelievably awesome. But I didn't know you could just like buy them at a store. Oh, yeah. You have to. That's how you have to buy them. I think the you policeman... don't just get assigned them by the force. I'm unsure about that. I think you might have to do some extra legwork for the for the chain. I mean, it's worth it because it's super cool. Who wears it in a SVU? I, th- I think it was more of like an NYPD blue thing. Like, but ice maybe tea? that's when it started. Not ice tea. No, I don't. F- I don't know. Ice tea's just so cool. I can't even look at him, so I'm not really sure what how he's wearing his. Then I feel like he's definitely wearing. He might be it. wearing know- a chain. In, I feel like in old school law and order straight up, somebody yeah. had one. Not yeah. Jerry Orbach, but maybe somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne thinks that being a Patronus is worth it because of the extra episodes. And she what? makes me laugh on Twitter. So she is keep carrying her deuce just by that. Um, wow. Well, and yeah. this episode is going to be worth it because... It's, this is for you, girl. Oh, and she also oh, submitted an entry into our B-roll Folgers contest really how'd she Um, do but she was too happy that day so she's smiling instead of looking pensive which i think is a good problem to have and i also think it's a good change up because i'm sure 98 percent of them are pensive right of all that i've seen have been pensive i have i would like to go and see ann's yeah they're all really really good i'm posting them all on instagram so this episode is called return to the early shift june 28th 2019 we're back again guess who's back we are back to the early shift i think that first episode is called before the early shift yes and this so before even the early shift it was even before that and now we are returning to the early shift which i feel like maybe if we'd taken five extra seconds and analyze that a bit more which maybe we did in our first episode i did not re-listen i didn't listen again because i don't want to know the recycling of jokes that i'm doing i don't either and so and i want to know also there's a couple things that i thought in this one so i may have to listen later and see if i came up with the same things in the first one but i do know that if we had analyzed this a little bit further we would see that this really i mean it's the early shift it's not before the early shift no, it really, I, if she was there at 5 a.m., that has to be the early shift, That's right? That's the early shift. The only thing that happened no, before No, she was there the, at 6 a.m., at like quarter to six, so, so almost six. If And there were a few other people in the building. So Correct. the only things that happened before the early shift are she woke up 
and got dressed and like went to the office. So this would have been if a crime was committed before she got to the office or on the way. At the Starbucks. Car door open. Mm -hmm. Where'd she go? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Got it. Um, so Josh Mankiewicz, you've misled us. I know he doesn't make the titles. He does okay. not. Okay, yeah. Or do you think we've returned now to the farm, the early shift? We've returned the, to one other. We've returned to the beach with the girls on the beach. Um, yeah, the overlook. We returned yeah. to the overlook. And so I'm wondering if we are going to be returning at all to the wolf pack. That's where I really want to go back to. Take me back, Josh, to the wolf pack. I'm going to suggest that we put in a friendly private message to josh to see if he will talk to us and find out how many we're going back to with him to make sure that we hit all of them before if we're doing a return on something we need to try to hit the original episode first so maybe we should put because it seems like they're doing the returns on friday nights and then the Mm -hmm. new episodes on monday nights but they didn't tell us that this is no they're sneaky they're definitely sneaking it up this summer okay um, this episode takes place in Kentucky, and it is about Michelle. She was head of payroll above the warehouse, so she's Angela from the office, except way nicer, I think, and way nicer. Has an un doesn't have an unhealthy attachment to her cats. The yeah. company is called Thermo Fisher. What does that sound like to you? Thermal Fisher. I would like them to pronounce it like that, and then it would be some <laughs> German company that creates high tech <laughs> steel. Supplies for something. I want Thermal like, Fisher. Thermal Fisher. And then they create and they create those like what's the dentist light that swings over yeah. you? That's what Thermal Fisher creates. That, that's very specific. What yeah. they do. We are the best at making those swinging lights. Yes, we I are. thought it sounded like a place that makes thermoses for toddlers. Because you're thinking of Fisher Price. Probably. Also, Thermos is kind of like Theranos. Which is not great. I also thought of Theranos when I heard Thermovision. Yeah. If you haven't we listened sh- to The Dropout yet, what are you waiting for? We should all talk like Elizabeth Holmes in this episode. I just really like when I go to the dentist and they have the swinging light that swings around. I just, I feel like that's the epitome of technology. <laughs> that's good. Thanks. It needs a tiny bit more Kermit the Frog. Because I felt like she had a little bit of... Because her voice is still a little bit higher than mine. (laughs) And so she's trying to make it low. I don't know. That turned surfer. It's rough. It's hard. I'll have to work on it. I'll work on it at home. Okay. Uh, So Michelle is married to her coworker, Dan, and they have two daughters, both lovely girls. I'm not going to talk much about them because it's very sad. They have gorgeous hair, though. Can I just say? Like Pantene commercial shiny hair. I want to know their secrets. They weren't in the first one. They were not. They are a new addition they to They're a new addition. I think because yeah. they're older now. And it looks like we're 18 and 15? 18 and 16? They could be 25 for all. I'm not good at ages. Sorry. They look, they look late teens to me. But I, there they must do. be... Or yeah, maybe right. they're older because they consented to be, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. No, you're is. right. They're, but they're lovely young women. Yes, they um, are. So Michelle went in very early to work one day, earlier than I've ever woken up in my life. Her supervisor, Michael Scott, no, I wish, no. Ed. Dwight Schrute. Dw- <laughs> Creed, who was supervisor <laughs> for like two days. Bo body, Bo body. What does the first B stand for? What are we doing? making acronyms okay what does the first b stand for um business i like it 
<laughs> That's the best. <laughs> so Ed, the supervisor, noticed a big stain on the carpet outside of Michelle's office. He has the janitor, David Dooley, look with him. He, she's dead on the floor. They both seem to be, we don't meet Ed, but it's, he has the janitor come with him, which I kind of thought was funny. And then the janitor, David Dooley, who we will meet, says that he didn't really look. He kind of looked and he saw part of her body, but he was too traumatized. And he's glad he didn't see the rest of her. So when I first watched this episode, I saw that part and thought, didn't recognize that as David Dooley. And was like, oh, Ed is such a wimp. He's the loser of the episode. I wrote a whole thing about it. Like, Only to rewatch Dooley. on my second time and say, oh, that's David Dooley, who <laughs> Dooley noted, is what I, I said to myself. But then I also was like, I know that from last time. I actually remember this episode pretty yeah. well yeah, once I, I started too. to watch. Yeah. But the one thing, so they left out of that part from the, should we say what they left out from the original episode? Yeah, that's fine. They didn't touch on this episode. They They mentioned that her body was dragged, but it was kind of a big deal in the first episode that she wasn't killed in her office or even outside her office her body was on a mezzanine Mm. remember she had been sort of pulled down a long hallway Mm. and i thought that was i don't know why they i guess it maybe wasn't that important but they left it out so i'm Mm. letting everyone else know so you don't have to watch the first episode thank you thank you you're welcome america (laughs) and canada and a few and great britain and a few people in australia I think that's it. I don't think we have anyone else in No, ours. I think we have a couple South American... You're welcome, International. Yeah. House of Coffee. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, so Michelle's body had been dragged. There was a plastic bag over her head. And Ugh. there's pry marks on the door. Really, like, intense pry mark. Like, Wolverine was trying to break in. It's all chipped the wood. So she never got into the office. The office just has the pry marks, but the door is still closed. This is where the thinking comes that she surprised someone who was in the process of prying open that door. Right. Got it. Um, So Dan, the husband, was home asleep. They suspect him right away, but he passes a polygraph and they pretty quickly rule him out. There were only 13 employees on the site at the time. None of them have blood on them and they can't find any bloody clothes. And you would have blood because there was so much blood blood at the scene right. but there's no like bloody clothes laying in a corner somewhere they're right. watching the video footage and they see someone driving out of the parking lot right around the time of the murder it's the janitor david dooley and then they see him on camera returning half an hour later just in time to find the body so but how do they know that she was murdered between whatever 557 and 630 i would guess by um they do have like time what what am i calling like id cards that can scan where they are didn't they like that can open to different kinds of buildings what they had was scanners and i think what they meant by scanners was on product right oh i thought they had like you could check see where employees were because of where they had access to and stuff Oh, that could be what they meant. I was more assuming that they were going around with barcodes, like scanning items because they're a ship. They're moving stuff out or moving inventory. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's probably has to do too with just her body temperature and the dryness of the blood and things like that. Okay, too. they just didn't tell us that. So yeah, I was wondering. Like, well, that they have seemed... to condense a lot of stuff into 
a repeat episode. They had to cut a lot. Uh, So Dooley, who is one of the funniest side characters on King of the Hill. Do you know Dooley? Which one's Dooley? Remind me. He says everything like it's an accusation. Like on career day, he goes, my future starts today. Oh, yeah. No, it's that kid. And yeah. he's like, a cre- he sounds creepy. And yeah. And then it, yeah. Bobby gets a card from his grandma and he's like, your grandmother loves you. Yes, I remember. <laughs> so good. Uh, so the cops go to Julie's house. He said he went home to check on his wife, Janet. And I think they took out this part, but it's because she takes a lot of Ambien to sleep. They may have taken it out. You're right. But then. Yeah, she says that he always was checking. He was that kind of husband that was like, take your medicine. He always made sure I take my vitamins. And yeah. now at that point, I say, is it medicine or is it vitamins? Are these to- controlled substances or is I it I think it's a litany. A? I think she has yeah. one of those double pack of pain oh, things. Oh, the cases. You know, yeah. the cases, yeah. but the Monday, Tuesday went, but it's really thick. It's like three different times of the day kind of thing. Can I ask you a question? It's about pill packs. Why in YouTube, when I watch a lot of makeup videos, sometimes recommended for me is ASMR for putting away vitamins Mm. into the pill packs. It seems to have, it has over 300,000 views. I've never seen that kind of ASMR, but I might check it out. I like talking. So if they're talking while they're sorting, I like sorting and organizing sometimes. So I think it's just sorting, but it's verified. So does that mean that that person is a verified ASMR? It had like a little weird check next to it. No, I've never seen that. An ASMR artist. That's what they're called. Stop it. No, I swear. They can't run that together. As a smartest. ASMR artist. That's cl- a lot. It's that's like a sandwich artist. It's clever. Who works at Subway. I think it's clever. It is. So right. Janet always forgets to take her vitamins and she takes a lot of Ambien and Ambien makes people do crazy things like jump out of their bathroom window because they think their roommate is Voldemort. So, oh, that's Ambien. I yeah. get you. Okay. Well, that's the one. All right. All yeah. Right. So I'm glad to see Janet again. We coined her Damn It Janet because she's... Damn it, Janet. I could not believe I could not believe that this was the duly noted and damn it, Janet episode. I was like, how we're in luck. Yeah. No, we've we, I feel truly blessed today. Yeah. <laughs> the beloved. gods of Dateline. We are gathered here. Yes. Have given us Janet. Bless you with this episode. And Julie. So I'm excited to see Janet. I cannot wait to watch her F up her husband's life again. Oh, boy. I thought we were going to see her being interviewed on local news wearing that Disneyland shirt, but they cut that part out. No. Um, But I just talked about her, too. Like a few episodes back, we talked about Damn It, Janet. She's epic. So the police asked Janet, did your husband come home that morning? Because he says he came home to check on you. And she says no. But I do think they did ask her in kind of a confusing way. They didn't really just say, did your husband come home? They were like... When was the last time you saw oh, your husband yes. after he went to work and before you've seen him now today? When was the last time? Oh, yeah, before you can't, this you can't thing do that. Janet and can't after that. The, way no. too much for Janet. No. Ryan doesn't work like that. She's no, on Ambien and it makes you run around the neighborhood claiming that you're the Keebler elf. So <laughs> she, she says no. I'm the keeper of all the cookies. <laughs> later so they bring her into the station they give her some soda maybe to wear off the ambient and it's the big bottle 
like the 20 ounces that I was impressed. I wondered if they That's had right. a good vending machine there. Yeah. The cop says, well, you told us that your husband didn't come home that morning. And Janet goes, I did? Like yeah. pretty big. Like she had just taken a sip of soda. I thought there was going to be a spit take. That was a big reaction, which also makes me think like, you don't know what you were saying. You have no clue what you're talking about. And she You're says, just agreeing with whatever they said. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Janet says, no, well, he did come home to change his jeans. They were ripped. Pants. So, pants, sorry. So she's now changing her story, but what she's changing it to is actually somehow worse than him not having come home. It's oh, yeah. like, oh, she could, can't win. it was bad enough that he didn't come home. Now yeah. she's saying he came home with torn pants. Like He that's came home worse. and there was ketchup all down all- in front of him. <laughs> just full, just he had had a ketchup accident at work. <laughs> Officer, drink soda, put soda down. I hate ketchup. What's for lunch? Like, that's pretty much like yes. what? Yeah. She's like a child. I think she's speak- like speaking to Linda in real life. Is like what it's like talking to Janet. I wonder if Janet makes internet comments. If she knows how to use a computer, then yeah. Once she she figures it out, we're all in danger. What's Janet's job? Did we figure that out? Well, she works, I think, with Dooley. So she might be some sort of janitorial cleaning person. Is she Janet? Is she? Yeah. Is she also a janitor? I don't know. I want to assume because I don't trust her near the heavy equipment that they had at the factory. Also, why do but I, I also don't trust her with cleaning products. No, I'm not sure. Look, at, not to say that she's not a kind woman. There are points in this that she is kind and sympathetic and you feel bad, but you also just shake your head because you're like, you. this is not your, good. No, you're effing up your husband's life. This is rough. Yeah, and the more she tries to help, the worse it gets. Oh, man. So I might think she like is making up the story about jeans because she doesn't understand murder and she doesn't understand that that's really bad for him. But then the police find another employee who said Dooley specifically came up to him and said, I had to run home because I tore my pants. So and Dooley says he never said that. To another employee. So two people have this story, including an employee that is not your wife. Why is he lying unless he's the killer? Right. But this guy, he didn't have any blood on him. So, well, none of nobody had blood on, but who is but he? Julie's the only one that got to go home. So, like, none of them have blood, but Julie's the only one who was able to leave. So, but Julie didn't come home and take a shower. He probably has a lot of wipes and stuff. No, but I'm also saying, okay, this was a unfortunately a bludgeoned murder, right? Yeah. She was bludgeoned. Mm-hmm. In my head, that equates with a blood spatter of a lot. A mm-hmm. lot of blood splatter. So they didn't tell us that. I'm just thinking in my head. Right. And, and I we don't know don't what how. kind of, if they did like luminal tests on people or if they just kind of looked. He and said saw. he looked. He said he was sitting across from these people as close to I, to you as I am now. <laughs> and I didn't see a speck of blood. And I'm like, we don't know. Where's your eye doctor? Get him in here. I want like full <laughs> records of you, sir. Mm-hmm. We don't. This mm-hmm. is not. You just do an eye test. I yeah. did the eye test, chief. that is not sound in a court of law you can't bring that in okay so the on king of the hill Dooley was caught ditching school and the school security guard says i've apprehended the suspects and Dooley goes i'm a suspect 
And now oh Dooley gosh. is a suspect. Oh, and the circle is complete. They search Dooley's car. They don't find any bloody clothes or a weapon. But he's the only one leaving the warehouse. And so it's like this movie where you're all trapped in the house together in like a murder mansion and one of you is the killer. Except it's, you're trapped in, what's it called? Thermofisher. Thermo, yeah. So then we meet the prosecutor, blonde lady, with boots. We remember her from last time. I don't remember the boots. She had knee-high boots. I remember we had a lot of fashion police in this episode, and I have to say I was straining to remember why because of all the other stuff that was happening in this episode. Of course. I do. I remember a couple of them. Some of them they've conveniently edited out. They but I do want us to make fun of her. There's uh, one specific that to. I do remember that's coming from someone we have not met yet that I feel like never made it to the original episode. Oh. So we'll see if it makes it to this one. Oh. Because someone was feeling particularly negative. Negative Nancy. I'm not going to say which one of us it was. You. But it was the shorter of the two. You. Lissies. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so, so the prosecutor is named Linda Tallyho. I mean, oh. Tally Smith. Oh, my gosh. You did it already. But wait a minute. You can't say that. We cannot shame, S shame her. Okay, on. but can I call her Tally Smith? So the prosecutor, Linda Tally-Ho, I mean, Linda Tally-Smith. Smith. Smith. Tally-Ho. You have to say it like that if you're going to say it. <laughs> I can't do Linda it. Tally-Ho. <laughs> <laughs> so I did remember her her boots and yes. her way too long sleeves in like her blazer. The blazers were a problem all the way around in this episode. I remember yeah. it from last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, they arrest David Dooley. And they put him on trial. The Primarch's on her door. He was breaking in when she caught him. And he bludgeoned her with a packing tape gun. Which I remember us talking a lot about, but they barely talk about here. Were we, like, disagreeing on if it could actually kill someone? Yes, we had a big, long conversation about I remember, the packing tape. But well, I am, they didn't know. Oh, they didn't know. I say yes, because they, packing tape guns are really heavy. No, no, they, they didn't know. There was an object like that. They gotcha. thought it was something like that. I see. But then also, I don't remember seeing a packing tape gun on his cart. No, I don't think it would have been on his cart as the janitor, but I think there would have been ones everywhere since they were a factory with, like, shipping Upstairs? supplies. Um, well, his cart, he went all over. I don't know. Maybe he brought it. See I mean, I'm maybe she had one in her office. I've always but had one in my office. But she didn't go get into her office. No, that's true. He was in the hallway, kind see, of. See, I, right? I have questions. Okay. Okay. That's good. So there's a witness who's like brandishing the tape gun and kind of waving it around like yeah. he's going to kill someone with it. I think that's the that's the supervisor. Oh, is that Ed? I think it might be Ed. Oh, that's, Ed. Yeah. David worked every day with cleaning supplies. That's why he had no blood on him and his DNA wasn't at the crime scene. He could have put his bloody stuff in his cart and taken the bag home with him and disposed of it. Question. Yes. Your Honor. If he had a bag that he took out, wouldn't that show on the surveillance tape when you see him walking out to his car? Wouldn't you see him holding a bag? I think we only saw his car leaving. Did we actually see him walking to his car? We don't. Did they? Don't know. Great question. These are questions I have. 
Now, Mank points out he cleaned up, but it was his story that was a mess. (laughs) We've missed you, Mank. Now, when they first interviewed Dooley, he never mentioned that he went home and came back to work. Second interview, he did, but then the wife says he didn't come home. And then in a later interview, she says he came home to change his ripped pants. And Dooley denies all of that. He didn't ruin his pants. He says, well, she didn't hear me properly. She's part deaf. And she saw a pair of ripped pants. So she created a story in her mind. And she says that. So now She she says. Yes. So there were ripped pants there at some point. Yes, there were ripped pants like folded in the closet. And then, and she saw them somewhere and was like, but oh, she and also like put heard two and two him. together. But right. she must have seen that he was home. And so was like, to oh, put he, those two together. he must be here to change his pants. Because when you don't hear things, I guess you just assume things. But when you're talking to the police, that's probably not the smartest thing to do. Maybe don't do or that. Or maybe just say, I'm not sure, but this exactly. is what I thought. Exactly. But I could be wrong. I didn't exactly. ask him because I haven't talked to him yet. And gotten my story straight. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Again, though, I always bring it back to that other employee who said, Dooley came up to me and said, I had to go home because I changed my pants. I would like 10 minutes with him on on this episode. Now, Mank is totally pushing Dooley. Like, why can't you and your wife get your story straight? So the defense says the building wasn't as secure as people thought it was. And the alarm had been tripped three days before. Hmm. I work in a pretty small building and the alarm is tripped weekly. It happens all the time. So I don't necessarily know if that means something. So this is the big deal that they leave out of this return to episode that they talk about in the first one. It is actually kind of difficult to get into the area. It's sealed off. So Mm -hmm. it's why a couple of these things are more important, like Mm -hmm. the alarm being tripped and like what we're about to find out about than what they're making it seem in this second episode. I'm just going to well, throw that out. I have the employees do have cards that they scan to get around and they can track who is where in the building. There's a really good chance that that's that and not me with my stupid barcode thing. Like when you check yourself out at the fancy like grocery a, store <laughs> and you check yourself out. With I was thinking thing. of like a wedding registry. Like that or that. Yeah, that's a thing. So the prosecutor finds out that David and his wife, Damage Anna and Dooley, have been double- dipping nay triple dipping their time cards they have been like writing themselves in for times when they weren't there like he's been writing janet in for times that she wasn't there some shady stuff going on i felt like we spent a lot of time on that last time we did because we were trying to figure it out yeah he denies it but later his defense team totally admits it that yeah it is a fact that he was doing that and michelle could have possibly discovered that. And that's why he was breaking into her office to steal the time cards or and then she confronted him and then she was scared he was scared she was going to fire him. But that's another thing that they leave out too is that in her purse was a pack of time cards. Yes, and we'll get to more on that. Okay. So the jury finds him guilty, he's sentenced to life in prison. Episode over. Bye guys. We finished that one really quickly. Don't watch Uh, alone. (laughs) So he goes to prison. And now there's a real life soap opera that comes into play. The prosecutor, Linda Tallyho. Tallyho! And the investigator, (laughs) McVeigh, are having an affair. 
So who's the whistleblower that came forward with this? That's a good question. Let's get real. One of their husbands? One of their spouses, maybe? I don't know. I was thinking maybe a spouse. I would just like to know who it was because they make it. They say, oh, whistleblower Mm. came forward with the information that they were having an affair. And then I'm also like, well, first of all, is it really? It must be that big of a deal that they get what you're about to talk about. Yeah, it is. Um, But what comes more of the bigger deal is the other stuff. But I think the affair in itself was really scandalous. Is it just not allowed? I don't know if it's if it's illegal or if they would be punished or fired or, or if just, it's just very frowned upon. Because they work in a field that one could influence the other's actions. Which is literally what happens. So Correct. The very reason is why. I but again, I don't know if it's like actually against the law. I'm sure someone will write to us and tell us. We meet this reporter that I always kind of thought looked like Michael J. Fox on Spin City, but he has a perfect little red dot on his nose, just like last time, and they have never given him some concealer, and I don't know why. He also has complete reporter voice. Extra, extra, get all about it. Here's what happened in the case. I didn't think it was Joshy, let me tell you what happened in this case. Oh, no, it is like full reporter voice. And I couldn't believe I did. I didn't remember it from last time. And I was like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Uh, I love it. So the info goes to the Kentucky Supreme Court hearing. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And David Dooley has an appeals lawyer. An appeal team. We'll have Yes, he does. We will talk more about them in a bit because I have so many thoughts. I do. Um, yeah. So the defense uh, appeals attorney is asking McVeigh on the stand in this hearing, were you having an affair with Linda Tally? Tally who? She says, are you telling me you didn't have a sexual relationship with her? And he says, well, we were friends. And she says, but you're under oath. And she says, we were friends. And she says, did you have a sexual affair with her? Are you denying that? And he says, I don't think that's any of your business. McVeigh. Which which is kind of the whole point that they're there, right? You have to say yes, dude. I was amazed. I was shocked. Can we not talk about that? That's the whole point of the hearing. We can't talk about the defense attorney yet? No, we're going to in a bit. dang it. Okay, all right. It is an impressive, like, back and forth. They said the courtroom was like a flurry in drama. Yes, the judge is staring with his mouth open like he's watching a telenovela. He's just, like, into it. I think I stole that joke from last time. I want to see the whole thing. I want to see the whole thing. So she's like, you're under oath. She'll testify. She'll tell us what happened. So tell me what your answer is. And he goes, I just said yes. No, you no, didn't. No, you didn't. You said they were, you were friends. And then you said it wasn't any of her business. No, you didn't, dad. He's the worst. He's really bad. God, I'll do what God, I want. Dad. God. And she goes, okay, that's simple. Thanks. Like. It's really good. It's like yeah, it really sarcasm good. all over the place. It's real good. The prosecutor, Linda, you know the thing, wrote to him in anger after they broke up. An 18, 18 page letter, which is, ex- oh. I know last time I talked about it, that is the exact length of the letter that Rachel wrote to Ross and he fell asleep while reading it and then agreed to some things that he didn't want to agree to. Because 18 pages, front and back, is way too long to write an angry letter. That's like... But it's an email. Well, it's... I think it's an... I think it's a letter. Then they show, like, part of it that's like a text. So I think there was part that was an email. Is it a Word document? Maybe. I feel like it's a Word document. Yeah, that's totally possible. But also, how would they find it? 
do they get to have that in Discovery? They get to go through her computer because they're having an affair. So then now they get to look at all of their cases. And maybe look the at their whistleblower. Then maybe the whistleblower turned it in, and that was how they told the people that they were having an affair. Did she have a bad friend or someone at her office? But, I don't yeah. feel like she's well liked in her prosecutor's office. Do you think she had a nosy Nelly who was I think, like peering over and like, "What's that, Linda? What you working on?" <laughs> Want to no, go to Starbucks? No, I yeah. think since she's – that's an elected official position. I'm sure she had people under her who were probably gunning for, oh, like, waiting more for power. A big, waiting like, for a big one to fall. Everyone mm-hmm. moves up. I All see. about Eve, maybe. She had her name on the door. Yeah. Did you see that? There's a seal that says, like, Linda yeah, Tally Smith. Yeah, the official. It's a big deal. I mean, but you Well, can't, she really blew it. Not well, No pun intended. I don't bad. know what they were into, but – it's an affair. In in her angry letter, she calls she calls the investigator McVeigh a liar. She mm-hmm. says now she's going to question every case he's been involved in. Now that I know what a complete effing liar you are, I'm going to grapple with ethical issues regarding every case. You allowed me to go through an effing murder trial and there's something about a security videotape. Dun dun dun. You wrote this down? I had it from last time. I copied no. it from my notes last time. I'm saying to Linda, oh. not you. I'm impressed that you rem- that you wrote it down. That's great. That's good. That's good recapping right there. Thank but you. I'm saying for, in her case, it's bad district attorneying yeah. that you're like writing down this super sensitive st- Linda. Yeah. No, where'd you he- go to school? No, the dumb dumb you. So, the police ha- saw on the security videotape outside of the warehouse, there's a random dude walking by. And they literally keep calling him the random dude, which is the official term. Uh, the whole time. They all call him random. Wait. So at this point, I need to stop you and ask a really important question. Is dude short for Deuteronomy? Where did the, where did the term dude, can you ask your friend? Echo, where did the term originate from? I'm really not going to even... Echo, no. Echo, where did dude originate from? It's not going to work. She can't hear you. I'm not going to make her like have to that menial just to laugh at us. It's not that from that. I don't think. Well, we have to ask the surfers in like 80s or whoever came up with that. She's Googling it. We don't have time for this. The word was first used in the late 1800s as a term of mockery for young men who were overly concerned with keeping up with the latest fashions. Mm. It later came to stand for clueless city folk who go to dude ranches before it morphed into an all-purpose laid-back label for a guy. It has nothing to do with the Old Testament or the cat in the musical Cats. And no one thought that but you. I I just had a I just thought it. I was like, where did it come from? Maybe Deuteronomy. Maybe it was like somebody's name was Deuteronomy, and then it got shortened to dude, and then it became a. Th- it could have. You want to keep going? I forgot about dude ranches. It's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. 
So there's this random Deuteronomy on this video <laughs> camera outside the factory at 8 p.m. at night, which is about 10 hours before the whole thing happened. So they are like, well, this could be it. The defense says they didn't know about the random dude. This is not what I had written down in my notes from last time. I had that they had the tape, but they couldn't get it to work. So they oh. never saw it. Um, and this time I have that they just didn't know about that part. I think the tape was really, really long. And the the investigators maybe only turned over part of it. Or they did turn over the whole thing. But what I had last time was the defense just literally did not watch the whole thing. Or it, the, the tape stopped working. And instead of getting a tech person to look at it, they just gave up. So I feel like the defense just didn't think it was that important. They're like, oh, there's a random dude. Yeah, whatever. But... <laughs> Wait, I'll get to it in Fashion Police. I have something to say about the random dude. Okay. I don't know if you noticed something very important. <laughs> no, I don't know if I did. Okay. So, so the prosecutor, Linda, says she did. Oh, it's Linda. She's a Linda, but she's a different kind of Linda. Linda says she didn't know about it. And she found out after the trial because she's having an affair. And mm-hmm. he, she doesn't go to the judge because she won the trial. So she's pretty happy that she won the trial and right, sent him to jail. So instead of going to the judge, she just writes this angry letter about how it might taint the case. So this makes it totally her fault, too. They both are shady people, and they seem like two hearts that beat as one. It's really bad. Did they get together? Did they get married? They should go off and be scam artists together because she did not get reelected. Maybe they went off and became private investigators t- together. It could be McVeigh and Tally Smith. McVeigh, Tally Smith, private investigators. But that's like the shady private eye that will steal your money and then not do any of the work. San Clemente, California. Yeah, <laughs> they would. They definitely would. So in her letter, she says, now I have to w- live with the worry that someone on the defense might find this letter. You wrote this down, girl. writing on paper i um i have i or maybe she meant like find the tape but i think she also means find this letter that i'm writing to you confessing everything i started off this episode with very little patience and it's it's get it's thinning yeah yeah you're on thin ice linda yeah now investigator mcveigh says he didn't tell her about the random dude because it was much ado about nothing which was one of my titles from last time i think you did good yeah was it one of your titles i think so i don't think i could have come up with that That, on my own i mean i did come up with that on my own the older version of me i'm sorry the younger version of me from whenever we first did this came up with it so he says it is nothing i know the guy on the video and it's not the killer now they never really tell us who this guy is but And how he knows it's not the killer. I'm assuming it's like a local guy that they know. Well, um, he's kind of weaving through the video. I will say that. And then it looks a little shady to me. But also they say in the first episode how difficult it is to get on this lot. So who's how do you get in there? Mm-hmm. He just walked in and was like, I'm going to smoke a cigarette over here. What? Right. Okay. But the defense uses, well, we'll get to that. So the judge orders a new trial. Which is great. Good for him. Yeah, they should. He deserves a new trial. Yes. Now, Damage Janet says her husband is innocent, and Josh is giving her the craziest pursed lips, like, sure, Jan. Sure, Janet. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) 
think Janet's the new Mickey. So now a second trial is going to happen. And Dooley is hoping that his future starts today. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Dooley. I love Dooley so so much. I I did not know his name was Dooley. Good. Yes. This party's boring. I'm having fun. Your wife divorced you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So Linda Tally Ho has lost her re-election bid, which is shocking and not, yeah, it's not shocking at all. But actually I was a little shocked because I thought politicians could get away with anything now and still stay in office. Oh, you can ask 12 year olds out at the mall. You can be caught on tape saying that you think people from Iceland are actually snowmen in disguise, whatever it people will excuse any behavior except for this, which I say bravo. Where are we? Kentucky? Yeah. Good job. The new prosecutor says the random dude means nothing. And they think he was walking by the building to throw away something in a trash can. And then he keeps walking. And this was... A full 10 hours before. Again, but why is he picking the trash can that's behind the fence near the building that's difficult to get into that I'm assuming you have to have a pass to get in and out of the gate? I think there might be a spot in the fence that's like open. And what if he's walking home and this is the shortcut to go through this giant parking lot? Then maybe wouldn't you take that? Does it make a difference that he's dressed like a Michael Jackson impersonator? I need you to see what he's wearing. He's wearing a white V-neck shirt, long sleeve button-down shirt over top that's loose, loose does, pants that are cuffed. Does I he have a, you, a sparkly glove? Could not tell in the video. Mm. He could have had one in his pocket. Okay, so here's what's happening. He was coming home from being an impersonator, a Michael and, Jackson impersonator at mm-hmm. a, a kid's birthday. But yep. It's super inappropriate to have Michael Jackson impersonator at a kid's party. Don't do mm-hmm. that. But... The parents did it, and then they realized how inappropriate it was. They kicked him out. So now he, like, doesn't get all his money, and he's so pissed, and he just wants to go home. And he walks through that parking lot, and he takes off the silver glove, and he throws it in the trash can. He's like, I'm done with you, Michael. I'm done with you. And then he's like, I'm looking for the man in the mirror, and the man Mm -hmm. in the mirror is not in this parking lot, so I'm going to keep walking. gonna make a change i'm gonna make a change yeah and he goes to the his house and that could explain the weaving in the parking lot oh he got drunk in between the birthday party maybe he got drunk before the birthday party drunk before the birthday party during because the birthday party he is a michael jackson impersonator performing at a kid's party you're gonna get drunk to get through that yeah you are you're drunk the parents the are going to be asking for like their favorite. They're going to be like, do remember the time. And he's like, I don't know. Remember the time. No. I was contracted for three songs. Thriller is one of them. You don't pick remember the time as one of the three songs. No one does that. I want the free willy one. Do the free willy <laughs> one. That's not a good one. We're not doing that. And then they're like, I want the one when you're in the space station with Janet. And he's like, I don't have Janet with me. I can bring over, damn it, Janet. I know this dude at work, and he has a wife named Janet. But she can't hear the song. But she's departed deaf, and she can't hear. So I'm sorry, but I cannot perform that. It's going to be Thriller. It's going to be Billie Jean, which is also super inappropriate for a kid's thing. And And keep it in the closet. 
<laughs> Keep it in the closet. <laughs> Which is the most inappropriate, but it's the one he knows the best. <laughs> okay, so. Okay. Keep it in the closet. <laughs> Sorry, that song's not right. There's something not right no. about that one. Well, none of them sound right now. Really, none of them sound right now. It's yeah, all... the whole Dangerous album is dangerous. Like, yeah. le- legit dangerous now. Yeah. Okay, all right. Ooh! How was that? Was that good? Yes! No, it was bad, huh? It was good. Try it one more time. Ooh! Okay. That was better. Uh, You're getting better! Uh, oh, stop. Who can do a good Michael Jackson? No one. Michael. I think a lot of people can, actually. I think it's probably one of the top ten. I have actually seen a really good Michael Jackson impersonator. I was really impressed. It's the dancing that gets me. Okay. So the new prosecutor is saying that the person who killed Janet would be covered in blood. And there's nothing bloody found at the factory. And only one person left the factory before the police came. Duly. Your wife divorced you. So where are Dooley's boots? They might have gotten blood on them. Where are the boots? <laughs> he says it like 10 yes. times. So I was well, like, we get it. I don't know. I don't know, sir. It's hot mom. So <laughs> his boots, he's supposed to wear steel tip boots at the factory. That's well, what he's supposed to wear. Yeah. They can't find his steel tip boots anywhere. They are gone like the hearing in Janet's left ear. Yeah. They think he went home to throw away the bloody evidence. They say another thing that's weird. They, he only called her once. And when she didn't answer, he just drove home. He literally- but it makes sense if you hear what Janet's saying, which is that he's a nervous Nelly. And it's like, take your thing. Uh, uh, maybe she's, uh, you know. He calls once he doesn't even text her like are you okay i'm coming home to check on you he literally just calls and then she doesn't answer and then he drives do you think he thought she was having an affair no i think that he thinks she's on ambien and ambien makes you eat a bag of kitty litter (laughs) (laughs) it's really that it's that serious oh my god if you google like crazy ambien stories these really? things are not real, like insane things. Like How is sma- this legal? smashing through like windows like the Kool-Aid man and attacking your neighbors, like having sex with people and not remembering it, eating weird, weird things in your kitchen that you're not supposed to eat and then you Mm-mm. don't remember it, waking up and you've driven somewhere and you didn't know, like jumping in the pool, like the weirdest things. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Janet told him that um, she told them twice that he never came home, but they did kind of ask that question weirdly. I do admit that it, but it doesn't really matter if she's changing her story because the rip pants story to me is just as bad. So yeah. um, But they haven't given us reason to think it couldn't be both that he didn't throw out the stuff somewhere on his way to check on her. Like, he could have oh. still been at home. It was full half an hour. I don't know how far he lives from work. So he could have done that and thrown the stuff in a dumpster exactly. behind Taco Bell. And then exactly. Come, I okay. mean, taking throwing stuff in a dumpster takes two seconds. Yeah, Like, right. you just pull off. Okay, so the biggest thing here is that 
the prosecutors think that the Dooleys were double dipping their time cards and Michelle did payroll. There are only two time cards that are missing the Dooleys. That's bad. That's really, That's really real bad. That's real bad. Yeah. Because you're saying she had them in a stack in her purse. I'm saying she had time cards in a stack in her purse, according to the first episode, and the Dooleys were not part of that stack. Yeah, they were the only two that were missing, and the investigators never found them. That's bad. They do find a screwdriver inside Dooley's lock janitor's closet that's the same size and has similar markings as the pry marks on the door. Maybe a lot of people have this screwdriver, but maybe a lot of people don't have it inside their locked janitor's closet okay here's the problem with that is that that screwdriver is like every other screwdriver ever in a warehouse but it was inside his janitor's closet so of course he has one too why is this a big deal i don't know i guess janitors also might fix things also screwdriver uh, wouldn't you use that end of a hammer why would you use a screwdriver but all right Yeah, I guess. And why would you use a tape gun? I mean, this whole... Okay. Anyways, keep going. They all say, well, all these things are circumstantial. But Investigator points out, well, how many circumstances can you have before it's... It's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. You have 50 coincidences. That seems... It's like Kelly Siegler with the pencils. One, One circumstantial evidence can be snapped. Two can be snapped. Three can be snapped. As you're holding five, six, whatever, you're holding a stack of pencils, you can't snap them anymore. So it's a solid, Mm. it's a more solid case, even though it's just circumstantial. Now, the defense are not allowed to bring in Linda Tallyho's F-bomb filled letters, but they can show the random dude video. But they, again, don't even seem to imply that it's him, that he's the killer, but just that the fact that he's watch walking there shows that it's not as secure of a building as everyone thinks it is. So now why can't they bring in that letter? Not sure. It's some weird evidential evidentiary rule. Okay. Not that sure. Weird. But they're basically saying, well, anyone could have come in because it's not that secure. So it right. could be just some random stranger that broke into a warehouse and then killed this payroll lady like it's kind of weird. Well. At six o'clock in the morning? No, but they have another reason why, who he could be. Yes, they okay. do. The defense says, well, the cops had blinders on. They didn't look at the husband. The husband yes. benefited from the life insurance policy. Right. And Manx sits down with the defense attorneys. There's a younger dude, not to be confused with the random dude. And the lady is named Deanna Dennison. Yes, Deanna Dennison. Oh, boy. She's my Mickey. She is... I was mad at her this whole episode, actually. I am mad at you, then. Because my thought was, honestly, if I am going up for murdering someone in my family, I'm getting Deanna. Yeah, I mean, she's a fighter. She's going to get me off. She's a fighter. I just didn't think she was very respectful to Mink, and I don't appreciate that. (gasps) Oh, I see. She, yeah. You know what? She was very defensive, which is a great quality to have yeah, if you're a defense attorney. attorney. Yes. <laughs> so she's saying Dan had been taking out a lot of money in large chunks, like $10,000, adding up to, I believe she says, $409,000. That over, seems pretty damning to me. Over what period of time? 
but huge chunks like that. Why would you take out 10,000, 12,000? Why would you do that? Well, but why no hitman costs $409,000? We've done the research. Oh, the only people were... that cost that much were the Hee Haw gang and they didn't kill anybody. Maybe he was getting blackmailed for more. That could be that's interesting. He lost a lot of weight. The husband did. Stress? So his wife was murdered. Stress? His wife was murdered. By someone he hired? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so Mank tells Deanna Dennison, well, it feels like you're just throwing things against the wall to see what sticks. And she's like, yes, yes, I am. Which is... You got to respect that. That I was mean, pretty, you know. She's honest. And you, if you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life for murder, you want a defense attorney like that. But she is fully admitting that she is just throwing out random theories at the wall. Hoping she's that like, one of them I don't sticks. know what she, yeah, because she's basically like, I don't know what happened, but this guy didn't do it. Right. My right. guy didn't do it. My right. boy. Or not that even that he didn't do it, just that there's a doubt that he didn't do it, yeah. which is all she needs to do. So he, Deanna Dennison agrees that Dooley was stealing. And Mank says, well, don't you think he would kill to cover that up? And both <laughs> of the attorneys laugh and roll their eyes at Mank like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so, Mank. Okay, <laughs> it is so condescending. I was furious. I thought it was a brilliant ploy. You know they planned that before. They're like, well, how do we handle it if they bring well, up the time cards? And they're like, oh, no, play it off. Like, who would ever do that? They're over the topping it. They're right. making oh, so much light of it. Then that you feel dumb. That, it's, that yeah. it's a little suspicious. Yes. And I'm like, that's a little too Also, they're acting like it's the first time they've ever heard that question. Yes, they are. Even which though makes me it very is suspicious. the whole premise of the Correct. prosecution is Correct. this. And they're acting like, what? <laughs> That's insane. I've never heard that theory before, even though yeah. that's what the whole first trial was based on. Correct. So Mank says, well, it would mean that Dooley would lose his job. Janet would lose her job. And Deanna rolls her eyes to the back of her head, mumbles, oh, my God, and says, oh, so we're going to kill somebody now with this tone like you're an idiot, Mank. Excuse he is a reporter doing his job. You can answer that question while sounding like a respectful lawyer and not a sarcastic teenager whose mom just asked them how their math test went. Take a seat, Deanna. I'm not here for it. She heard. I hope she's shaking right now. She's, she's shaking. I still want her to represent me, even though that <laughs> was very convincing. If you decide to get a law degree, let me know. He's not going to cover up his stealing, she says, and tape her legs and drag her. But yeah, if you're a janitor, maybe you would try to do that. The problem is, is their whole defense comes down to there isn't anybody else, which is my whole problem with this case, because they're right. There isn't anybody else that it's logical for it to be. Mm -hmm. But when I look at him and I hear all this stuff, I don't in no part of my brain does it register that it was him. That's weird. It, yeah. And I don't mm. know if I felt like that the first time. I think I felt like it was totally him the first time. I'm not sure why I changed my mind this time. Well, we didn't know about Dan taking out all that money. No, we didn't. The first time, I don't think. That does change things for me a little. 
even though I pretty much think it's him. I don't think it's the random dude at all. I think he's a red herring. He's also set up more in the first one because they go through other suspects in the first one and they knock them down one by one and he's the last one standing. So it's a lot more convincing. Also, David Dooley refuses the lie detector. They don't talk about it in this one, but he mm-hmm. refuses it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also sort of, when you when he talks about it, I'm like, oh, they thought he, he was being set up. He thought he was being set up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Okay, I could kind of see that. The coincidence of him most likely taking time cards at some point, or she had found either he had taken the two time cards, or she had found out about them stealing because those two time cards were missing. So maybe she had put them somewhere else in a file because she was going to report it or something, but they were separated or missing. So The fact that this is going on and it's both his wife and his job. It's their whole income. I Or McVee McVee shredded him. See, I don't trust him now at all. If he was focused on Dooley and wanted to get his man, then I don't I don't trust it at all. I think I I feel like he would have done something more obvious because it's still not that obvious. I mean, it's obvious, oh, okay. but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if he, he would have planted cheat, DNA. He would, if that's what I'm saying. It yeah. would have gone fully overboard. Because we also didn't mention that there was five DNA um, samples found around the body. None of them matched David Dooley. That's interesting. But were they, they weren't blood. They were just... DNA. Just, so whatever it was, it was DNA related to the crime around the body. We don't know if it was related to the crime or if no, it was just on it the was floor. Crime, it was crime scene DNA. So DNA found at the crime scene. Right, but she that was a workplace too, where it people totally worked was, all day. But I'm saying that whatever these DNAs that were taken were taken because it looked like that they would give a clue to who did it. So it mm-hmm. was something in relation to the crime. They're not just going to take like, I'm going to swab this wall. No, it was be the, like the next room, the floor yeah. by her or something. Right, exactly. Or, or uh, stuff under her nails. Yeah. Things like that. That's going to be right. or on the tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Go ahead. So I am not saying a janitor knows how to clean up a body or anything, but there some killers do just try to take the body because then it helps them get away. And maybe he tried to drag it and then realized this was not going to work and then gave up and just decided to get rid of all his clothes and come back as an innocent, clean man. Hmm. Defense. The defense says, well, we found his boots. They're not missing at all. They're at his house. But they weren't the steel-toed boots that he was required to wear. That right. he should have been wearing. So so Dooley is stealing from the company and violating their footwear policy. He is a dream employee. Deanna is giving <laughs> oh, her closing Dooley. argument. And she's still kind of off-putting to me. But she's fighting hard. She's like, this isn't maybe he did do it maybe he he's he probably did it by process of elimination there's really no one else that could have done it so she's saying all this and then she's like but that's not the standard the standard is reasonable doubt come on that's good no i feel like that's terrible because i felt like she was doing the prosecution's job she's even admitting that there's likely no one else that could have done it mm. that most likely I didn't think that. he did it she says I don't know. he I probably did it. I feel like if I was in the it. jury, I would be like, yeah, Sheesh. it's not. It doesn't meet the standard. <laughs> Maybe like, I was bamboozled by Deanna. She's based, sure. She literally says by process of elimination, there's really no one else that could have done it. But that's not reasonable doubt. 
I mean, I see what she's trying to do in saying it doesn't meet the standard, but she's literally listing all these reasons why it is him. So it still worked for me. Okay. It did not work for the jury. I'm a they, pawn. They find him guilty again. I know. Um, Michelle's family is happy. They never thought it was the husband at all. Oh, yes. Michelle's um, family's in this. Yeah. And they never thought it was Dan. None of them, which always says something to me. Usually yeah. there's like one family member that's on in denial on the f- killer's side of the family. But usually the other side of the family is not with the spouse if they think they did. They don't think he did it. So, okay. What Do you have anything else to add before we go into our, our topics? Not at this time. <laughs> Not at this time, Your Honor. I Not yield time. my time to the I gentleman, yield. Kimberly. B-roll bonanza. Yes, I'll allow it. It's allowed. Thank you. Um, did you see the husband, Dan, is petting a pup-pup? Yeah, but so here's the thing. I missed it, and then I went on Twitter, and everyone was talking about how weird he was petting the dog. Like he was a robot or had never pet an animal before. It and- was a little like it wasn't his dog. I think it might have been a stand-in. <laughs> so maybe that was it. I need to watch it again because I can probably tell something about a person's innocence or guilt. I feel like by the way they interact with animals. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, sh- I should again. have gone back and watched. It's pure laziness that I didn't. Can I ask a question? If the person that killed her worked at the company, like so if it was indeed duly noted, why wouldn't he just get a key? He's a janitor. He probably has keys to every room. He probably has to clean all over. Mank on Twitter specifically said he did not have a key to Michelle's office because it was the payroll office. They, again, they had to cut out a lot of things and people on Twitter were kind of like, well, what about this? And what about this? I think Mank was getting annoyed. I think he was on a plane too. So people were trying to be like, they talked about it in the first episode or like, you know, because they just didn't have time. But it's a great question. But at the my last place of employment, our accountant had special locks. And at some, some points, she did not have the let the janitors have access to it because it was um, all that billing I stuff. Think. So... Julie did not have a key to that office. So does that make you change your mind at all? Yeah, it also makes me feel like an annoying person on Twitter. I'm sorry, Josh. No, not at all. It's a totally a valid question. It's just something I think that he was probably... No, I didn't mean he was annoyed by the people. I think he probably gets annoyed that he has so much st- stuff to tell info for this story and they have to cut it out. That's Got what it. I think annoys him because he's crafted this story and they probably have hours and hours of footage and stuff that is important to know, but they have to get it all down to an hour because NBC says this is going to be an hour episode. Got That's it. why he probably gets annoyed, I think. Yeah. I'm thinking that we should just splice this together with our first coverage of the first episode and you just have a three hour episode. <laughs> exactly. It. Except I, have, I haven't re-listened to it, so I don't remember what we said. If it was a good episode. But we do need to make sure it's still available. Uh, it's on our on website. website. It's oh, definitely yeah. on the website, guys, if it's not on any of the platforms. Yeah. Because it's older. So there's B-roll of cops doing cop things. There's a cop leaning over a cubicle wall to talk to McVeigh, McVee, whatever his name is. Yeah, it's his partner. Yeah. yeah. And he has cleaned up his desk before Dateline was going to film him. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot believe we have to actually applaud that sort of behavior. But it has been so long since we've seen a clean office that I Uncle feel the Bernie. need to point it out. Yeah. But this is McVeigh, McVee, and he was sleeping with Linda Tally Ho and didn't show the video of the random dude. So how does he still have a job? He didn't get in trouble. 
she didn't get reelected. What ha- he's still clearly at his office. Oh, you're right. I was going to say that footage is before all that happened, but no, because this happens in the first episode. We learn about the affair. Uh huh. So only she gets, and she just doesn't get reelected. Right. So I guess like she didn't get punished punitively by the city or the county. No. It was the it was the voters who didn't elect her back in. I don't. Did he get any sort of punishment at all? I'm getting riled up. Like, is this just a woman thing? And the I'm men upset. walk scot free. He better not have. Janet Jackson's career almost never recovered from that Super Bowl thing. You're and right. Justin was doing great. So think about that, people. Think now, about that when you're going to sleep tonight with your ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't. Don't think about that. <laughs> now, um, there's a, a dumpster company outside of Dooley's house called Rumpke. Rumpke. Rump. Well. Uh, which brings a new meaning to the phrase junk in the trunk. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It nice work. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, did you have any B-roll? I think I gave you. I just had the pup-pup in case okay. you missed it. Um, the quote of quotes. They yes. say the wheels of justice move slowly. In this case, the wheels came off completely. It's wonderful. It's good. But there's another one, which was this time the husband didn't do it. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That was yes. really good, too. And they did not include our favorite quote from the original episode, which we asked Mank about when he was on our show, and he didn't remember saying it. But it was ulcer-inducing acreage. Oh, that was this one? Uh-huh. Who had acreage? The factory. The, oh, it was the, the size warehouse of four football fields. Exactly. Yeah. And it, he called it ulcer-inducing acreage. Acreage, and when we asked him, he said, "I have no remembrance of that happening." Uh, so let's. What do we want to do? Fashion police? Sure. I would like to talk about how David Dooley became a different person because I felt like that was very fascinating to me in this one. When he comes back for the second trial, and he has a beard and glasses. Who is that? Who's that dude? But you didn't feel that way in our Patreon episode that we just did True Lies because he had a full like I did not recognize him. I thought for several minutes, didn't know it was the same person. No, I don't know why I didn't notice in the True Lies episode, but I did notice Is it from one, the trial to when Mank is interviewing him? When is it that it's... No, when Mank's interviewing him, he's completely clean-shaven. Right, yeah. And no glasses. Right. And then when he's in trial, when he's sitting there in his stripes, or, and sorry, in the... Yeah, I think he's in his stripes in the second trial, because he's still in prison. He has a beard and glasses, and he looks like the husband. He looks like Dan. Oh. It's a totally different look. It was well, very surprising That's a mind effort. Yeah, David Dooley. I don't... What are you doing? Well, yeah. he's not shaving in prison. They don't give him good razors. They give no, him those safety razors, if you'll remember from several episodes ago. Yes, I do. I do remember that. How could I forget? Do you have any brands that are unhappy being on Dateline? Thermopolis or whatever it's called. Yeah, Thermopolis. Thermopolis and... Packing tape guns. Yeah, they were last time. Janitors as a whole. Yeah, I'm really... And I think janitors are great. So So that's a shame. So it's a a darn shame. Everyone Um, in the custodial industry, I admire a lot. Time clocks. We're still using time clocks? Time cards? I use the time sheet at my work where I write Mm -hmm. it down. There are apps now that do it. You just like clock in when you come in. Yeah, we don't have that that's you have to be very trusting of your employees. I feel like yeah for for that one. Um, can we go ahead and say district attorneys and head lead detectives? There you go. In Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, it's not good. That Ran- was not a good thing. Random dudes everywhere. Rando dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Also, ambient. Oh, yeah. Ambient got a bad rap. Oh, I did write down, time thief, fire him. Because I kept thinking that from, <laughs> from the Dwight, office yeah. from Dwight. All right. Do you have titles or do you have any alternative theories? I wish I knew who did it. I really want to solve this one, but I'm not going to solve it. Yeah, I think there are a few alternative theories. Dan, really? the husband. Yeah. And there's the possibility of a random dude or a random person. I still think it's Dooley. But I'm I'm open to the possibility that there's more information that we haven't gotten. I would like to hear other theories and yeah. Theory from last time. Well, go back and listen to our last episode because we had a really funny alternative theory when we did this originally. Someone on Twitter had it. Um, titles. Oh, yeah. What you got? Turn of the Screw. That's not that good. Um, factory Sealed. Yeah, there we go. Um, where's the Evidence House? Like where where's house. the evidence? Yes, where's where the evidence? House. Where's the evidence housed? Okay, okay, better, better. Okay, all right. I like it. And also, your wife divorced you. <laughs> she didn't though. <laughs> Janet is sticking Janet by is David. Steadfast Dooley. and loyal. Janet and loves to be res- you. That is to be respected. She, she takes Ambien. She sometimes thinks that she's the creature from Stranger Things when she's sleeping. What's that, Demogorgon? Yeah. She thinks she's a Demogorgon. (laughs) Damn it, Demogorgon. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's it. All right. I have Unintelligible, which is what I kept saying whenever Janet speaks in that video (laughs) when we can't hear what she's answering them. I have Ripped Dreams instead of... (laughs) Ripped, like, jeans, ripped jeans I or ripped pants. I gotcha. Then I have thermofishy situation. Oh. Then I have he totally did come home. Instead Ooh, of she, she never did. Came. She did come home. <laughs> <laughs> or she never left. That's good. And then I have um, Janet Orr's tale. <gasps> oh. oh. How did yeah, we I not know. get that? That's I don't good. know. And then... I have a criminal mishearing. Oh, instead of a criminal I hearing. Got, that's good. Yep. And then I have much a dude about nothing. Oh. I, I said that like an hour ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just wrote it on my channel. <laughs> <You just laughs> like it was one of my... I just wanted to say I should have slipped good. it in the middle. You had like 80. You have enough. Okay, did Twitter, was Twitter lit up? Twitter was just okay. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Don't besmirch the Twitterers. What did they say? Let's hear um, what we got. And I'll tell you. Okay, Twitter. Uh, Summer of Soap said, her mom said, why do all of these seem the same? Me. This is a repeat, but it has an update. See, y'all, I've grown. There was a time when I would have gaslit her and let her think she was just imagining that we had seen it before. <laughs> That's amazing. Don't gaslight your mom. Yeah. Dateline NBC said, what do you think the random dude was doing outside the warehouse? Dude called Dave said, stealing time cards. <laughs> uh, Dana San 88, random dude is an acting credit, not a potential suspect. It's oh like gosh, it is though. I played random dude number three at the coffee house in that episode. Why didn't they call him man number one? Exactly. Or man on surveillance. Yeah. Or I don't know. 
Yeah. Man, man after midnight. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I don't know something. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. Something good. <laughs> no, no. He sounds like he's an extra in Ocean's Eighteen. Dana San eighty eight. Oh, to be a fly on the wall during those discussions between Dooley and his wife. Can you even imagine these discussions about the genes and what she heard and what she didn't hear and why she told the police that? He's never letting that go. That was the best thing is that Josh asks him straight out. We didn't talk about that. Josh asks, what did... um why can't you and your wife get your story straight? Right. And he's and he's like, why did she say that? And he goes, we've discussed it once or twice. <laughs> I would be scre- I would be like, Oliver, why? Why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> there would be tears and rending of garments. But do you think it would, it would last forever? Like, she, you'd be like, you left the air conditioning on when we went on vacation. And he'd be like, you put me in jail. Yeah, it would never go away. It would always come up. And she'd yeah. be like, I got a traffic ticket. And he'd be like, you know what? You also said that you saw ripped pants. <laughs> you know, That's true. you, you can't do anything right, damn it, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had plenty to do with it, though. Refusing to take the lie detector. I think there were some things that put him pretty high on the suspect list. But Regardless, Janet definitely didn't help. Did not help in this no. situation. Oh, Janet. She must no. feel bad, though. I'm sorry, Janet. She's not listening, but <laughs> Janet, we're sorry. Uh, Miss Miss Fifi said, "Return to the early shift." I feel like Janet now. I know I didn't just hear four hundred and nine thousand dollars of cash withdrawals. Right? <laughs> yes, that we was were a all Janet. Number. We were all like, "Excuse me." Yeah. What did you just say? Four hundred and what? How much was the life insurance policy? I don't know. It had to be more than that to make it worth it. If it was him, I don't get it. Yeah, all right. Um, Michelle Bond, Janet's like, I didn't hear you when I answered you and acknowledged your question. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me sad. But, like, I feel like she's just agreeing because she can't really hear what they're saying. That makes me upset. This makes me, like, uncomfortable and shift in my chair. People try to please the police. Like kill like kids try to p- tell their parents what they think they want to hear, and so poli- people just try to like be helpful, but it's oftentimes at their own detriment. So it's better yeah. to just not Especially say if you anything. Can't hear what they're saying or yeah. don't understand. Just stop and say, mm-hmm. "Can you ask that a different way?" Because I'm not sure what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um. Felicious, 1908, said, yes, someone would react violently and kill if caught stealing. Apparently, they don't know about the murder in Lululemon. The co-worker killed her co-worker for stealing uh, some yoga pants. Yes. Did that really happen? Yes. That's yes. crazy. It's crazy. It, but it, I guess it's so it happens. Yes. Um Yeah. Uh, Michelle Bond also said, so I really thought the husband was innocent, but then there's the insurance money and, well, I saw how he pets his dog, so now I have doubts. So you need to go back and see I that. know. I need a full, I need an opinion mm-hmm. on that. We mm-hmm. might have to do a, what's it called? Not an apex. What's the thing that comes to the end? An addendum. An addendum. Yeah. For the petting the dog. Yeah. Um... J Marsh 4037 said, there's a flaw in the defense theory. If the husband did it, how was he not seen on CCTV? Random guy was seen. She was seen. Janitor was seen. What is the husband? Invisible? What do you have to say? Yeah, the MJ hitman. Oh, MJ is the hitman that was hired by Dan, the husband. Right. Okay. Hiding in the closet. (laughs) 
But he was seen. He was seen ten hours before and seen walking away. Hence, what I just said. How, how did he hide in the closet if he's seen walking away ten hours? Walking before? away to where? The other door around the side of the four know. football length warehouse. Where's the rest of the surveillance? Is my question. Was it only one part surveilled? There's one door. Katie, There's one door. It's like a mad rush in the morning. I am not the one on trial here. But that's what I'm asking. Is there one door and there's just a mad rush? There's like a line? <laughs> it's the it's four Scanning. football fields and then yes, and a key. <laughs> oh, you were ten minutes late to work. I wasn't. I was, I was in outside. line. <laughs> Somebody couldn't get their stupid card to work. Janet's card was deactivated again. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. <laughs> you know that's what happened. It's like, like, it won't work. It won't work. It's like a bunch of people trying to get through one of those um those doors that are circular and you push yeah, through, exa- you yeah. know, like the pit, the spin wheel thing. <laughs> They're just like, and it just jams shut. <laughs> like someone's foot's in it. Yeah, Janet. <gasps> Janet's door. foot got stuck again. We keep telling her. Steel-toed boots, Janet. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop wearing your Crocs to work. Don't drag Steel your feet. Toe. Step up when you walk. You're not a sloth, Janet. God. Damn it, Janet. Oh, Janet. I think that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. But thank you so much. And follow us on social media. We have great stuff going on. Last week for B-Roll Bonanza Folgers Moments, I'm taking submissions on Instagram and Twitter. Oh boy. And Facebook, too, if I happen to check it. Can cats have their own? Oh, yeah. We've had some. Well, we've had dogs. I think we've had a couple cats. We've had lots of dogs to B-Roll. Yeah. Can I add my cats? Can yeah. they participate? Sure. Or can I? am I not allowed to participate? No, you can. I don't think you're going to win, to be honest. We've had some really creative submissions. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That is probably... The meanest thing Kimberly I've ever said. Kimberly knows me very well and knows that if there's one thing I like, it's usually to win. Yes. And just be told that I probably won't win. <laughs> now I don't want to play. And you might so, just not bother I'm entering. That, I'm that kid. If I can't win, I don't want to play. No. Mm-mm. I uh, win things or I quit things. Is that Andy Bernard? It is. Oh, that's <laughs> Andy good. Andy Bernard wins things or he quits them because they are unfair. Yeah. Well, he went to Cornell. You might have heard of it. Uh, yeah. So consider becoming a Patreon because it helps us support um, our extra. At, you get an extra episode a month and you helps us do these. I can't speak. Helps us do these episodes every week that we love to bring to you. That everyone gets to enjoy for free. And that's because of our Patreons. So thank Thank you. you, Thank you so much. Don't watch alone. Watch with your Ambien. Oh, boy. (laughs) I got to read some of these stories. And enjoy breaking into your neighbor's house because you think the reincarnation of Hitler lives there as a baby. You are kidding me. <laughs> it's that, they're that serious? I'm telling you. People have you, full on delusions? Full on, full on delusions. It's Send us your best Ambien story. Anybody out there seriously. that's on Ambien. I am, I am real curious now. 44 Ambien stories that will creep you out. Maybe oh, I'll post no. that article. Yeah. I don't know if I can read this. Like mysterious packages start arriving because you've just started ordering things that you don't, like weird things that you have no recollection of. Oh. Someone thought there were pirates in their room and they needed to fight them. Oh, that's good. Arr. Someone was in a bathtub thinking that they were like Willie that needed to be freed. Like, <laughs> hold me.
Men det blir väl kul Men Mike Chicken is the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs>